Okay. Today's parsha, I would say, uh, does not need any summary. It's pretty uh, summed up in the first place. Nitzavim, second to shortest parsha, forty psukim. Uh, actually, according to many, Nitzavim Yelach is not even considered two different parshas. Nitzavim Yelach is one parsha of seventy psukim. Just happens to be sometimes we split one parsha into two to be Nitzavim Yelach, and that's why you'll find sometimes in Rishonim this and that they'll refer to things in Parshas Vayelach as Parshas Nisavim, because really it's one parsha. And in the count, in the numeric count of how many parshas are there in the Torah, when you count them up, it only makes sense if Nisavim Vayelach are actually considered one. So in the Paiskin, whatever, whatever meaning it has, that there's a specific number of parshas, Nisavim is really Nisavim Vayelach together. You're all standing here today, says Reb Levi Yitzchak Badichev. Now you're all standing. In front of Hashem, your God. Two points. Number one is, I made this actually a tinsight, one of my one-liners, that I posted, and that is sometimes the measure of how close you are to something is not distance, but in direction. You ever like pass by a gas station, like you just missed the exit, it's like you just missed the driveway to the gas station, and now you gotta go five or ten more miles down the road till you can go and pull back and get to the gas station? You're five feet away. But you're actually quite distant. So, Sometimes, how close are you to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam? It's really just a question of lefne. Who are you facing? And that's why we say Taka in the Brock and Shemayin Hesrei, Hashveinu Avinu Zezechov, Kabin Maikin Levesechov, Vaxveinu Beshuva Shlema Lefanecha. Lefanecha means facing God. Says the Vilna Goyen in the Siddur, on Shemayin Hesrei, Lefanecha, he quotes the Batzik, as it says before the Chumash, the family that were in the Mamadois, one of the families that were sinners, they're terrible. It says, They have their backs towards God. The Gemara Darshan's disgusting, you know, terrible things about it. But the bottom line is, the Vard is, are we turning our back? Which direction? You could be right there in the base of Migdash. You're right there. But if your back's towards Hashem, you're very far away. And if you're facing Hashem, you're very close. And that's what we say to Hashem, Hashivenu, Tshuva. They say, what's the difference between a sinner and a Baal It's not a distance, just one of the rabbis, maybe the Satan rabbi, he said, how, how far is it between not Tshuva and Tshuva? He says, Adrei. Or probably he said it, Adrei. <laughs> a turn. Even if the actual movement and distance, you didn't even get any closer yet. But where are you facing? You're facing left or you're facing right? Says the Kedusha Salevi. Says Moshe Abinu to Klai Yisrael after 40 years in the Midbar. And all the lessons that the Midbar taught and the Torah and the Nisyonis that Klai Yisrael had. Right now, all of Klai Yisrael could be said we're facing they're facing the right direction. Something I say all the time about the Talmudim of our yeshiva. When I interview boys coming into my school, that's the question I look for. Are you trying to grow? 
We face in the opposite direction. You have kids coming in, black hatters, white shirts, tits us out, everything. And I say, we're not the place for you. <laughs> they're, 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 they're looking to go in the wrong direction. And you have a kid coming from wherever, but he's got his face in the right direction. We're the place for you. That's Lefnei Hashem Elokeichem. Okay. Nitzavim. Nitzavim is like taking a stance. A very strong stance. Not just standing, but standing. And that also is a vart. That's not just a question of right now, today, in these two minutes, I happen to be doing the right thing. It's a vart of steadfastness. Need something? Oh. It's, it's on my seat, next to my seat. It's being steadfast, strong in the position that you are. And that's what the 40 years in the Midbar took Israel. It set them up on a path with a very strong foundation to be Nitzav Lifnei Hashem. Standing strong and steadfast facing HaKadosh Baruch Rashi, a little further down, he asked for all of these Pesukim first, Aliba the Pshat, Moshe Abin is talking to Israel, all the different people. And there's a, a bit of a lengthy Rashi where he says, and Aliba the Drush of Moshe Darchin, he says, what's Atem Nitzavim Lefnechem? Lefnechem Lekechem? We just finished reading the Taichacha, all the curses of last week's Parsha. How many curses were there? A lot. 98. That's a lot. I agree. There were 98 curses. Clyde's just blown to smithereens. They're depressed. They're crushed. They're, 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 they're falling apart. We're not going to make it. Says Major Payne. One second, guys. You made it till now. You're still here. You're still standing. And this is something to be aware of. We're supposed to have a lot of fear coming into Yemen, coming to Rosh Hashanah. We're scared. We're petrified. But yet, we wear nice clothing. We eat good food. Because we're confident, says the tour. If you think God is going to give you a good year because you deserve it, you're in big trouble. But you can be confident that Hashem will make a nace. <laughs> that I don't deserve it. So I have a lot to be terribly scared and brokenhearted about. And with that feeling, you can then rely on the fact that Hashem will do a miracle and save you from Midas Adin. But if you don't feel it's a nice, like we're going to see later on in the parsha, Shalom Eli, because I'm good, I'm chilled, that's the worst case to be in. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, you guys are brokenhearted from the Teichachah? It was scary? You're downfall, you're crestfallen, you're in a very, very, very sad place? But you're still standing. Look, Hashem had mercy in the Midbar. Yes, there were times where Hashem wiped out some people, real, really bad Rishoyim. But anybody that just wants to do the right thing, Hashem's there. This is what the Chavetz Chaim says was the big sin of the Miraglim. The Miraglim says, oh, we can't go into Israel because we don't deserve it. They were harping on Klaishel's depression and loneliness. They told Klaishel, we did the Egil, there's no way we could make it in. Hashem's not going to do miracles for us. And, and the answer, Moshe Abinu said, just don't be murdered. Ach, Bashem. Al Timraidu. Just don't be moraid. Don't rebel. So long as you're trying to do the right thing. And yes, here and there you fail, Hashem is going to promise mercy. And you'll go into Eretz Israel, even if it's going to take miracles upon miracles to get in, you'll be granted. You don't need to deserve Eretz Israel. 
Because Hashem already promised it to you. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, he loves his Eneklach. Hashem loves his best friend's Eneklach. So the mercy's there, but it comes with the fact that we can't say, Hashem, if my righteousness, I deserve it. That's why I'm here. If you feel it's your righteousness, that's where you could lose it. But when you feel taka broken, then you could rely on Hashem's mercy and be confident in it. Atem nitzavim ayoyim kolkam. Okay. Tapchem nishaychem begercha. Your children, your wives, your converts. What's the order over here? Rashaychem shifteychem. Ooh, the leaders. Sekneychem. Okay. Shaytreychem. Pretty nice. Kol ish Yisrael. Says Rashi. Says Mepharshim. We're going in order of status. From the top to the bottom. Um, children and then women. Don't tell this to your wives. What? Fred Yakov Kamnetsky, what's going on here? First, what? What do we cover? The Chayiv and Mitzvahs. We mean Topkem and then Meshachem? They're like the, the second to last? Says of Yakov Kamnetsky, we find in numerous places that Taf does not actually mean little children. Taf is anybody under 20. So the Chayiv and Mitzvahs. So, yes. Men that are already chayv and mitzvahs between thirty and twenty, they're more chayv and mitzvahs. They're considered on a different level than the women. What should be called ish Yisrael? Right, he says ish is the the ish that are yoytzit sava that are counted was on twenty and up, and then after that is taf that's under twenty. As Zakhar Yaakov Kamenetsky, he proves it from different sources where we find taf is actually older than bar mitzvah. Okay, mechay David Zakhar. Ad from your wood choppers to your water carriers. Um, to say from your greatest to the water carriers, I get. From the wood chopper all the way down to the water carrier. They're both on the same level. <laughs> What's the big span over here? From the wood choppers to the water carriers. That's not correct. You're sure believe this kid. And for sure believe a beautiful part. He says that this pasuk is different shot than Rashi. He says this pasuk is in chronological order. Listen to this. It just says, We know that the gerim that joined Klaizro were assigned jobs, duties, taxes. They have to work for us. We didn't just take gerim. Says the Mariel Diskin, from the gerim that joined us when all we needed was wood. What was that? The first bunch of years in the Midbar, till Miriam died, they had a Be'er Miriam. They didn't need water carriers. Each Rosh of a Shevet, each Nasi took his stick and made a little bit of a channel in the Be'er and then it flowed to his Shevet. There was no need for water carriers. Mm-hmm. Says, says the Maral from the Geirim that were the Eir of Ra from the beginning of us coming, all the way down to 40 years later when the Givainim joined us, and they joined us in the last year, the Givainim came both by Moshe and Yeshua, they came in the last year when they already lost the Be'er Miriam, so even though Moshe Rabbeinu broke the rock and Klai saw had water, but at that time already they had to have water carriers. It didn't go miraculously with channels to every single Shevet. And then they needed water carriers. Those refer to the Geirim that were the Givainim. So refers to the Gercha from 40 years ago, the original Rav, all the way until now, the Shoyed Mehaka. Okay? 
What is Moshe gathering all of these people for? To pass before a new covenant, and what is that covenant? This is what we call Arevus. This is the covenant of Agrisim Arevel, which is called Arevus, or Arevus Mayav. Arevus, where all of Israel took responsibility, took responsibility for each other. So the Kliyakar says, you're taking responsibility for each other. What's Pshat Kleiswell got punished by Achan? You know, we're going to say it soon, right? It goes through, everyone's responsible to each other. You don't have to be worried about your friends hidden in right? Right? Him and God. But Aniglois, you see that somebody's doing an Avera? It's revealed, it's open, it's exposed. That's your responsibility. Uh, God's Kleisel suffered when Achan betrayed the Cherem, that they were not allowed to take loot from the war. Achan took from it, and there was death amongst Kleisel. What do you mean? Nobody had any idea about it. Says the Kliyakar. If Achan could have done that, that's because initially, Kleisel as a whole did not instill enough Yerushalayim. And that we're responsible for. You're right. Certain times you might have a hate that's been nistar, that's hidden. Nobody knows about it. It has nothing to do with you. But if you, let's say you were a Rebbe, a parent, a father, a neighbor, whatever it might be, and you had the ability to instill more Yerushalayim, more Ahavah Hashem, whatever it is in your congregation, so that there wouldn't be a certain sin, and the sin came out because you did not instill enough Yerushalayim or Ahavah Hashem, then yes, your attacker held responsible, and that's why Kleiso was held responsible for Achan. Okay, included in this din of Arevus is the reason why we're able to be mitzi each other. I can make a bracha, you yaitza. I can do a mitzvah, we're going to have shoifer. The guy blows a shoifer, everyone's yaitza. How is it that we could do that for each other? Because, listen to this, I forgot who says this. Since I'm responsible for you, if you don't do your mitzvah, I... I'm held responsible. I'm in trouble. I am chazra. I'm missing something. So therefore, if you're missing it, I'm going to be held accountable. I could do it for you. It's because I'm responsible for everybody else. That means that my mitzvah is not done unless yours is also done. I'm not finished yet. And until yours is done, until you heard Kiddush on Shabbos, my Kiddush on Shabbos is not complete. Therefore, I can make another Kiddush for you. But when you're dealing with something that's not a mitzvah, I can't make a bracha for you. Unless you have shemea ka'ina, or amenas, as if you said it, it's already a different day. That's why when it comes to uh, regular foods, if somebody else is capable of making a bracha, you're not supposed to make a bracha for them. He has a, he has a mitzvah to make a bracha, what are you doing? But for a mitzvah, you're able to do it, because I'm lacking man, he didn't do the mitzvah. That's why Hasidim have a l'shem yichut. L'shem yichut kuch, b'nei kuch, g'ndala. B'shem kol Yisrael. Whenever you do a mitzvah, you're really enhancing and helping the mitzvah for all of Klai Yisrael together. B'shem kol Yisrael. Okay. Patek Yud Dalit. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ki eis asher yeshnoi poi monu oim na yoim. Whoever is here with us today is being part of this covenant. L'vnei Hashem l'kenu. And whoever is not here today is also included in this covenant. An old question. Every kid 
teenager, adult, thinker, complainer, non-complainer, philosopher, everybody is. Because my great, 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 great grandfather made a promise by Harsinai. I can't eat pork. I gotta put on film. I gotta wake up for Christmas. Oh, come on. It's not fair. He took on something and I'm bound to it. What's going on here? Muzbava, Oymade, Mayar Sinai, you're all sworn in to keeping the tire to the extent that you can't even make a swan. It's Muzbava, it doesn't take effect. Because you're bound. Why am I bound? Every kid before his bar mitzvah should take an oath and make a decision. Well, why are you bound? Because your great grandfather just swore himself in. And my man seen What's the mechanism? So let me ask you a question. If 20 years ago you made an oath, you made a promise, today you have to do it, right? But don't we all know that you're a different person? The cells of your body all died out. 20 years later, you're a different person. I don't know if there's a single cell in your body that's the same. So why are you bound to what you did 20 years ago? The answer is, because you're a unit, you never had all of your cells dying and then a new person. There was always still a part of you. There was always this flow where there's still some of the old and some of the new. And then that old goes away and you get new. There was never a complete changeover, end and beginning. And that is what's called the Milo of having a seaboard. Kla Yisrael as a seaboard is not bound by time. It never ends. Sure, people die and new people are born. People die and more people are born. But it's the same system. As a people, it's one. Just like your body, you're the same person 20 years ago. What do you mean? Can make a sechion. Is that a single part of you that's the same as 20 years ago? So why am I bound to what I said 20 years ago? Terrence is because as a unit, what unifies your body as one is the same. Even though every single part of you already changed over. And that's why a tzibur is unlimited time. That's why we also say, with Rosh Hashanah, we're able to be confident on the outside. Rav Salaam says, we dress young of clothes, but we're terrified in our heart. Why? Privately, maybe I'm going to Rosh and be the one <laughs> to pop out of the system. But the system is going to remain. Cloud yourself is going to remain. So whatever is outwardly seen in the system, you wear a smile, you wear nice clothes, because what's ever exposed between one person and another is the synchrony that we're all sharing together. Oh, that as a whole is going to remain. Of course, there's going to be some that go and some that come. So that's why on the outside, whatever is shared, the shared experience is confident. The private experience is one of fear and trepidation. This is how we could be bound by a shvua that was made a few thousand years ago. Okay. Let there be a root. What the, what, I don't know the name of these. Wormwood, I don't know. These bad, these bad uh, vegetables, these bad roots. Shoyresh, Poyre Roish, Velano. The Mepharsim explained that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that even if somebody's not actively sinning, 
But if somebody has a shayrish, the root of sin in him, saying the following pasuk, I'm okay, shalom yali, that's terrible. And the Bali must say that for me, you see the tremendous importance on focusing on the shayrish. I had a kid yesterday in school, kept on running into problems. Every little, this teacher, that teacher, small things, nothing major, but just, <laughs> yeah, for two, three days in a row. And I already gave him an assignment on a detention. I sat him down. I said, Oh, you've had eight signs. I said, You tell me? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? He says, What should I do? I said, Think. Uh, what should I do? Think. He's not used to thinking. Right? Anyway, I come back about 10 minutes later. Did you think? Yeah, I know what to think about. I said, Think about what's causing this. You're a good kid. Past two, three days, been acting up. Think about the Shaivish. There's one shayrish to all of this. And the answer was, his parents are getting divorced. And they're in the middle of horrible shalom screaming and fighting and everything. And he's in turmoil. The kid is going through the You got to identify the shayrish. says of Nasan Vachtfeigl from Moshkiach Zetzal of Lakewood. He says that Rabbi Salsalander says, that it's not shaykh to change a midarah without learning Musar. He said, trying to change a midah without having a Musar is like asking for a miracle. That's what Rishul Salam says. And he knew midahs. To change without learning Musar is, is like a miracle. It's impossible. A guy comes into Rosh Hashanah and part of Tshuva is what? I regret what I did. Chata, see I sinned. You don't do this. On Rosh Hashanah, we don't say the word chet. I will never do this again. And HaKadosh Baruch who knows if that was a real sincere commitment. Good. Says If included in your commitment, there's no Seder Musr, you're a liar. It's impossible. You can't change if you don't learn Muslim. Heavy stuff. You can't change without Muslim. How often? I don't know. He doesn't say daily. How much? I don't know. But to change without Lehman Muslim, he says it's impossible. Then it's impossible to say that you're, you're making a real commitment to be better in the future. Now, on a specific chet, of course you could change. A guy stole something. He took ribbis once. Whatever it is, on a random chet that he was over once or twice. Yeah, he's not making a whole changeover in, in his being. That's not a change in a midah. That avada, you could do tshuva. But in terms of a midah, a shayrish, if you could pinpoint why you're failing in certain areas, is due to a certain feeling, a certain character trait, you got to get rid of that shayrish. Or at least try to, with Lima and Amosir. That's Shayrish, Pairoish Vulana. Okay. So the guy says, Shalom Ali. Shalom is transgressing. And it's certain Piki office. Mr. Piki office says, Altis Don't give up from punishment. Says Rabbi Yoyna, says Rashi, what does it mean, don't give up? So the Ramnak, when the breast lovers will say, that even if a guy is getting punished, don't give up. Shem loves you. Yeah, Gavali. Okay, great. But Rashi, Rabbi Yoyin says, Altis Yoyin means don't give up thinking that 
punishment will never catch up to you. You know, guy, things I've been sitting already for the past few years. I never fixed this, and things have still been going pretty well. I'm pretty much guaranteed. Oh, God doesn't care about this one. <laughs> I'm okay. You know, he's been blessing me with health and wealth and happiness. Yeah, no problem, yo. That's Shalom Yelah. That's Altis Yaishman Apronius. Don't ever be Miyayish and think that Peronus is beyond you. Just because it didn't hit you yet, Hashem was patience and Rachman, Rachman and it shouldn't happen to us. But to think that it can't or it won't, no, you, you need your Shemayim and you got to do Tshuva. Okay? What does the guy say? I'll be at peace. Why? I'll do whatever I want. And I'm going to add, this is a difficult positive touch. We're going to add to the to the fulfilling with the thirst. What is this talking about? So we know the Gemara Darshan this positive mean. When you give in to that taiva, it just makes you more hungry. And when you starve that taiva, it satisfies you. That's this pasuk. Another chat, listen to the Chazam Seifer. How can a guy say Shalom Yelayim? This is crazy. It's a nutcase. Ha! He's going to sin. He's going to do whatever he wants. And everything's going to be good. Well, let's din, let's die. And he said, Apikaris? What are you talking about? So like Chazam Seifer. Very simple. We're talking about a guy who makes a simple question. I just heard and all these shiurim all the whole time. Tshuva's great. Tshuva's amazing. Tshuva erases your past. Not only that, if you do tshuva out of love, it turns your avers into mitzvahs. Yeah. I get it. Now, fact. I'll do everything I want. Yeah. Not only that, I'll do tshuva one day out of love. And all of those wonderful gishmaka avirus will turn into wonderful mitzvahs with gusto, and I'll be rewarded. Shalom Yehli, his barich, bolvavai, his bar. He feels bracha is coming then. It's a great investment. Do whatever he wants all his life. Is it the tshuva? And that Hashem says, Lo yoyva Hashem sloyach. Hashem won't have a taiva. He won't desire to give forgiveness to him. And this is what we say, that a person who uses, and that's pshat, what's going on over here? You can't use the opportunity of tshuva as an excuse to sin. Because then what you got is a mitzvah. You're using a mitzvah as a stepping stone it's, it's worse. It's a very above a mitzvah. You're using a mitzvah as a stepping stone to an avera. That's what it says. That you're doing rava You're doing a nice thing. You're taking a mitzvah. I'm going to do tshuva one day, but you're using that to add to the tzmeya. You're using that to add to your cavity of sin and you're lacking and you chesare. And on that Hashem says lo yoyva Hashem Hashem's not going to allow kapar now. The Rambam does say, "Ain ma speaking does not mean that you can't do tshuva. It just means that it'll be an uphill battle. Normally, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is somebody that makes a step forward. He wants to come closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu assists him. Hashem helps him out. This guy, it says, "Ektav Ashuv," he doesn't merit Hashem's assistance. Hashem ignores him. If you make it, you climb the ladder, you get up to the top of the mountain, that's fine. But the guy that says, act of Ashav, lo yoiv Hashem. Hashem's not interested in that. 
He's not going to show any. If the guy does tshuva, he does it. Okay. Perik Lamed, Pasik Beis, and Pasik Vav. So it says, V'shavta ad Hashem alekecha v'shamata b'koyle. You will return ad Hashem alekecha. This is the Pasik that we learn. Godol ha-tshuva shemagas ad kisei ha-kovoid. The gematria of Kisei ha, Kisei haka, Kisei hakava, Kisei hakavoy, Kisei hakavoy equals tshuva. And that's what tells you that tshuva takes steps. You don't get to the Kisei hakava straight. It's a kaf. Kisei hakava. That's from uh, from the, the strupler. What was his first name? I forgot. Okay. But this Pasuk is actually not the mitzvah. This Pasuk is like Baruch Hu telling Klaizel, it will happen. Does that mean God's taking away our Bechira? Hashem's going to guide the world in a way and in a direction that in the end of days, we will be inspired enough to do tshuva. It will end up happening. There's a whole entire sefer of the Merchal called Das Tfunois that's dedicated to how the world has a blend of Hashem controlling things and yet there's Bechira. There's tons of moving parts because Baruch is overseeing the entire thing to make sure that it ends up moving in the right direction. And the end of time, the end result is there will be Tshuva. Klaisal's going to do Tshuva. Okay? Okay? Then it says further on, who's going to circumcise your heart. I mentioned this already. That the Slicha Shmuz, that in Elul, this is one of the Rashi Tavis of Elul, that during Elul, our hearts are open for surgery. Our hearts are open for inspiration, even if normally they're caked over and calloused. In Elul, all our emotions are available, and with a little inspiration, goes a tremendously long way. We shouldn't, uh, shouldn't uh, hold back from taking advantage of it. Pasuk Yud Beis. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Ki mitzvah Mefarshim say, what is this mitzvah? This mitzvah is tshuva. Anyone that says tshuva is hard is a apikairis. I think he's being from. Oh, tshuva is so hard. Tshuva so hard. Some people think that you're more religious if things are hard. You know? <laughs> I don't know which religion. <laughs> Yiddishkeit wasn't designed to be hard. Tshuva in itself is simple regret. Even if he's a Rasha Gomer, Shema here, Tshuva Belibai, split second thought of regret. Tzadik Gomer! He's considered. If he actually has an authentic, real feeling, a genuine feeling of regret. He re- really regrets it. Tzadik, Gomor, in a split second. You don't need the other components? Or? The other components are to fulfill the mitzvah of tshuva, which is a 612th mitzvah of the Torah. 
What are the mitzvahs of Torah? It's tshuva. To fulfill the mitzvah of tshuva, there are three parts. But the fact that tshuva turns you into a tzaddik, you're a tzaddik instantly with regret. The averos are gone, and in that scale of Rasha tzaddik, more averos, more mitzvahs, you are a tzaddik. Depending on the averos, you might need Yisurim to cleanse you. That's a different thing. But you're a tzaddik. You're God's friend. You are beloved to Akash Baruch. A minute ago, he was a mechalal Shabbos, mechalalized. You name it, a minute later, he is God's beloved friend. He's a tzaddik. Just with, what's the Hebrew word? Cha. Charata. Okay. So we taught today. Charata. We gave a, a marshal. We said an S rig is an S rig, whether it has holes in it or not. You just can't use it for a mitzvah. Tshuva is tshuva, even if it doesn't have all the extras. It's tshuva, and that makes you a tzadik gomer. To be yotze, the mitzvah doiraisa of doing tshuva, which is one of the 613 mitzvahs, you need vidoy on top of that, plus a commitment for the future. That's needed for the mitzvah of tshuva. Kikoroiv elacha. And that's the biggest riot. The Pusik says it's easy. If it takes a full, real commitment to never do the avir again, I don't think anybody could say it's, it's easy. The Torah says tshuva is easy. That's it. What's that? Loi bashamayimi, loi neflesi, loi meyevalayomhi. Says the Shalakadayish. There's a bunch of misses in the Torah that we can't do. Right? Rashi says, even if Torah was up in the heavens, even if it was across the seas, even if. No matter where it is, we would have to go and get it. But it's not. It's not in the heavens. It's not across the seas. It's accessible. It's easy. Says the Vulnagayan, though, beautiful pshat. Says the Shalom. There are certain mitzvahs that you don't have access to. Sorry, Loi Neflesi, the first one. It's not beyond you. It's a, it's a pella. There are certain parts of Torah you can't understand. Paraduma, Lecham Apon, and we can't understand it. You do your best. Hashem considers it as if it's done. Certain mitzvahs, you think you have to be a holiest of holy people, you're not up to it. You do your best, Hashem considers it like it's done. May evil I am. There are mitzvahs that are totally in Eretz Yisrael, and you're living in Chutz Lawrence. Shemitah. I don't have access. You learn the halachas of Shemitah. You do whatever possible things you could with it. Hashem counts it as if you did in Mitzvah. If you want the mitzvah, and you say the words, Befichah, you learn the halakas of the mitzvah. Karbanais. You learn the halakas. Some shvitz it like you did it. Zog deshla. All of the Torah is accessible to every single yid. Beficha ubelvavka. And the ones that you're able to do, that's also benaisa. Say zog deshla. We'll end off with the Vilna Gaim. The Gras says the Gaval de Gavart. He says, Loi bashemayim. You know the famous story in Masechus Bav Metziah? With Rabbi Lazar. All the rabbis, they're all arguing about an oven. If a certain oven is Mechabotoma, or a certain oven is not Mechabotoma, is it considered portable, not portable, big luck like this. Rebel Lazar rules one way, all the Chachamim argue. Who do we go with? The majority. We go with the Raif. Stands up Rebel Lazar, and he says, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. Let the tree prove it. And this carob tree over there moved over a hundred Amis. Whoa! Nobody listens. Let the river prove it. And the river starts rolling backwards. 
upstream. Everyone ignores it. Let the walls of the base madges prove it. They start caving in. Yeah, stop. Then a baskal comes out, heavenly voice, and says, how dear you are, you and Rebbe Lazar, that luck is like in all places. Gets up, Rebbe Yeshua. Hey, keep out of this. Why didn't he say it by the other ones? All the other miracles were also Hashemayim, right? There were messages from heaven, right? No. All the other ones, they just ignored it, and now it's, you know, keep that. But, uh, hey, walls of the base matters. We got a buck lazy, two of us. You bought it out. What's it with you? Why did they say, Leib Hashemayimi? Says the Villagoyim, beautiful. Torah is nickness primarily in three ways. Number one, precious. You have to be a Kaddish. Number two, is being humble. And number three, is Hasmada. It's like the Villagoyim. Now, Belazah wasn't saying that these miracles will prove anything. Carib tree is the quintessential example of a person who lives with precious. Pasu Malatekel, what do Shimon Bayechayit? Charov, eight carobs. Hashem, carob is Chanina, right? Chanina, whole world is Nizan. Bishvil Chanina, Mani. And Chanina was dialogue, Bekav Karuvim, Mayor of Chancellor. That's all he ate also. A person, the absolute abstinence is carob. So he's carob, not even bread, carob. He said, let the carob tree show that I've lived a life of precious. So I was kind of Torah. So I know better than you. Let the water, why does water flow downwards? Because Torah flows to the lowest place. That's where we learn anivas, humbleness. Let the water go backwards to show that I was kind of Torah with the midah of humbleness. Let the walls of the base of Medrash be made that I'm the biggest masmid here. I never left the Kaisley base of Medrash. I've been learning day and night. Let the walls be made. Those, were, those weren't Bashamayim. Those were just testifying on his qualities of a Tamakacha. That's all. When the Baskal came out, then he said, Loi Bashamayim. Yeah. It's a nice grow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>